I am in Oceanside at Surfride with Josh Bernard, who is the CEO of the company. There's four stores. This store is incredible. I can't believe how big and um, and and the diversity of product and how many surfboards you have. It's really impressive. <laughs> Thank you. Anyways, yeah. thanks for meeting with me. They won uh, Retailer of the Year for SEMA for the West Coast this year. So I thought I got to get down and talk to you. Um, overdue conversation, I will say. Um, but tell me a little bit about, because this is a family business, right? Did your dad start it? Yeah, that's correct. Um, my dad, his twin brother, and their wives. So my mom and dad and, and uncle. Uh, yeah, they started the business uh, back in the 70s. Um, just bought an old Hobie Cat dealership. And originally, we were into sailing and Hobie Cats. The train, yeah. And the train. <laughs> um, yeah, and then they just slowly phased out of um, the sailing industry and business. And they're always, like, grow up surfing and just always passionate about surfing. And so they started carrying a few surfboards and a few surf clothing companies and just kind of snowballed from there. And anytime they get any extra money in the business, they just reinvested. And eventually, they were able to tear down the old original Adobe building. It was built in the 40s or 50s. I don't know. It was old. Like, water would leak through the walls when it rained. And so, eventually, they were able to tear that down and um, build the current building we have now. And it started as a giant, the current two-story building, but it was divided into, like, three or four different shops. And there's a restaurant on the end. And then, slowly, as the business grew, they just kept, like, all right, leases up like tear down the wall and just kept opening the shop wider and wider and then added on and just kept adding on and and then i think the last major um renovation was probably like i'd say like 15 or 20 years ago and that's when they added on this half that we're in the far left half and then the second story and we just took the whole building over and just been running since then and how many square feet is this one this one is about 10,000 square feet. It is big. It's, <laughs> yes, it's impressive. <laughs> yeah. People get lost. Yeah. I was wandering around upstairs like, whoa. Um, and what about, how big is Solana Beach? So Solana Beach is about 7,000 square feet. And that was also custom built from the ground up by my dad and his brother. And that was built around 1997-ish. Um, and that was like a big project. And they bought the property. And there wasn't much around at the time. Um, the train station went in. And then... They upgraded that, and then the whole Coast Highway, all that's been really developed in the last few years and starting to see a lot more foot traffic. It used to be a full destination store, and now we're starting to get some foot traffic from people walking, and it's kind of cool to see that area come into life. Interesting. And then you have a store in a hotel, is that right? Correct. Yeah, um, Cape Ray in Carlsbad. It's a Hilton property, and a few years ago um, I was approached and just kind of thought it'd be a fun little project to try and it's about 800 square feet so a small little thing and um it surprisingly does really well uh we sell a lot of like kind of tour cts um a lot of rain sunglasses there are only brand of sunglasses but it's like a nice fashion brand and we sell a lot of those and tons of sunscreen and kind of yeah just general stuff i don't know yeah, and then you have Waco, at yes. the, which is a big one, which I want to talk to you more about, but I first I want to focus on this one, if that's okay. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Waco's so, amazing. Yeah, I can't wait to hear. Okay. Um, and I always hate when interviewers do that in podcasts and say, we'll talk about it later, but yeah. uh, I'm going to do that. Anyways, um, okay, so when I came here today upstairs, I cannot believe how many boards you have 
I don't think I've been anywhere that has as much boards. The only one I can think of is High Tech in Maui has close. You might have more, though, here. We have the most in the world. <laughs> I'm saying it now, on the record. Between here and Solana Beach? Yeah. Oh, between both stores, for sure. Yeah. How many do you have, like, here in Oceanside? Um, probably close to 2,000 boards, just under that. And it is a Wednesday morning, and the store, both downstairs where apparel was, had people shopping. And in the boardroom, the phone was ringing. The There was people looking at boards. There was people buying boards. I, I mean, amazing. Yeah. We, we move a lot of boards. And what's your, been your philosophy there? Um, it kind of goes back about 10 years or so. Uh, my brother had taken over. My dad retired. And we hired a CEO to come in and run the business um, just as my brother and I were finishing college. And my brother came in and started running the business along with the CEO. Um, and the that guy ended up going to another company. And my brother started taking over the business and kind of just decided, like, hey, all the clothing brands, we're seeing them, you know, start to, like, kind of give us less attention and starting going to Macy's and the big box stores. And just nothing is special about surf retail anymore. Let's focus on hard goods. And they really, he just kind of really focused on having the best surfboard selection there is and that could possibly be. And just kept putting money and dedication and terrible margin into this department. And it's, I think it's finally paying off. Um, people definitely come here. It's like a destination for hard goods. The range of boards. I mean, this is not my area of expertise at all, but like, I cannot believe the range of sizes and shapes and brands. And I mean, you carry, it seems like everything. Yeah. 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 We, um, we like to just make sure we have a board for everybody. We, we don't have the philosophy of if you come in, we're too cool to help you. Like we, we want everyone to feel comfortable in the shop. Uh, something we really like drive to our employees is like, like no one is like you're not too cool to help anybody like that doesn't exist like everyone's you know like treat everyone equal and along with that you need surfboards for everybody like yes we have tons of quote-unquote kooks that may come in but they want to start surfing everyone started somewhere you know um and we're hopefully going to get them from that wave storm that they bought at costco hopefully get them put that in the trash and come and get a real board you know, like whether like a nice quality catch surf, um, one of our house brands, tons of other like amazing shapers that have good entry level boards. So we cater to them. Um, obviously the advanced surfers, the average guys, you know, you just gotta have to, you have to cater to everybody. You can't really exclude anyone. And I can testify to the fact that, that your staff is great because before they knew like why I was here and I am definitely not cool and they were just so helpful and right away like hey can i help you they were checking in with me they were they were great really warm that that's great to hear yeah that's welcoming hear. yeah yeah Thank I, was, you. I was impressed all right <laughs> okay so let's talk surfboard brands like well no let's talk sales first like okay. how are surfboard sales going this year they're still going good yeah um it's very 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 weather and wave dependent um we still sell boards when it's flat and rainy which was all of february However, we sell a lot more boards when it's sunny and they're swell. So uh, 
it's been a little slow the beginning of this year, but it's starting to pick up, and we're still on track to kind of stay flat to last year, probably. That's good. a little bit of growth. Okay. And what about brand-wise? Is there anything interesting going on about, like, what brands are selling? Is there any brand coming up, shapes, sizes? Um, Firewire and Slater Designs, um, they have definitely, I think, captured the market. They've really done amazing these last few years and every year they continue to grow and it's, it's funny everyone like kind of bags on them for oh they're all made overseas and this and that and it's not like a, a core board but in reality like they're the only company that doesn't sell direct they support retail as much as they possibly can they don't do warehouse sales they don't sell used boards third party they really really support core retail and yeah they may be built overseas but it's still a really high quality product and it's great shapes they put they do their due diligence they do research they have shapers making the boards and it's like it's it's funny they get the most heat i think in the surfboard industry but they also support and are like the most authentic and genuine and supportive to retailers um, and I think that's really shown in their sales, um, not selling direct and just really kind of supporting the brick and mortar. Um, and then there's always like Channel Islands is always a fantastic brand. They just, they can sell anything and they always will. Um, they have amazing shapes, great designs. Um, and, uh, yeah, they just, yeah, they do great. Is there any up-and-comers that you have your eye on? Like, I saw Hayden Shapes out there. I saw, I mean, anything like that ca- capturing the imagination? Um, this year, I'm trying to think who are some new shapers. Uh, it's kind of like the same. We haven't had, like, a new up-and-comer probably for a while. But actually, Panda. Panda's doing great. Those boards sell really well. It's a good, like, unique design really good for around here um and Pizel's solid js um loss is very consistent they okay. all kind of everyone firewire definitely sells the most channel islands is really close behind them and then everyone else is pretty much pretty even across the board um still doing great volume yeah that's great yeah and you also have a lot of wetsuits Lots of wetsuits. And this is, right now, our inventory is really low. Oh. We're in the transition from winter to spring. So we're just now getting all our spring shipments in and phasing out winter stuff. So it's like, this is as, th- as thin as our selection will be. Oh, wow. Yeah. When it's full, is it just more of that room? It's, you just can't like, you're like. Oh, Move the rack. Get, oh, let me get this size out. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's tight, but it's good. It's um, good. Yeah. What's the story there? Well, I mean, like how are sales? Um, sales are great. Wetsuits yeah. are kind of our bread and butter. Um, for hard goods, they have the best margin of all hard goods and vendors are pretty good about not selling, not discounting. Um, they're selling direct a little bit, but trying to last few years, like really start cut back on Amazon sales and stuff like that. And just really kind of coming back to support the retailers. Um, so margins is good with them. So what about, I've heard that there's been um, a lot of sort of window shopping, that people come, try it on, get your expertise, and then buy online. Are you guys experiencing that? Um, I want to say no, but we definitely are. You definitely see it. 
Um, I would say it started when they opened the Rip Curl outlet up in San Clemente. Um, we had a lot of that for a while. Like people would come in and I want to try this Rip Curl medium tall. Do you have that? And try it on like, oh, if it's great. Oh, yeah, this is the one. Okay. Um, oh, let me, I got to go to the bank and get some money and then you never see him again. Or they'll just flat, flat out say like, oh, I'm going to go up to the outlet and get a good deal. And so that's finally kind of subsided a little bit, but you still, with the Rip Curl specifically, but you still get a lot of that uh, window shopping and like, like, oh, I want to try on these four different suits, these three different sizes, see what fits best, and I'm going to go home and see, tell my wife that's what I want kind of thing. Um, you know it's most likely going to be an online sale that you're losing out to. Um, yeah, I've heard it's bad in Australia to where they're charging people like, oh, you want to try these suits on? It's going to be $15. But if you buy the suit, you get the credit. And we like talked about possibly doing that. But it just seems like kind of, I don't know, seems like a hassle. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're, I mean, that's, and that's one of the, the battles with retail these days is, I don't know, it's frustrating. It's frustrating losing sales to the brands that you support and you've supported for years. You supported before they had internet sales and now you're losing sales. They're your, comp- they're your competitors. So that's like the frustrating part. Yeah. I bet. I bet. And any interesting brand trends in the wetsuits? Um, not really. Not for us. Like, I think the specialty store, like the real niche kind of like hipster stores, they, they'll see a lot more trends in their wetsuits. Like all smoothie, front zip, kind of like see stuff like that. We're, I think we catered really to like a core surf crowd that's surfing every day, four or five days a week, you know, like. They just want a wetsuit that fits good, it's warm, the last of the season. And so we're just still selling. I mean, uh, O'Neill and Rip Curl are top two sales, two brands, and they're just basic suits. And they, not their basic suits, but their they're high-end suits and mid-tier suits just sell all day. Oh, that's just, great. Yeah. Yeah. Are you carrying Vistola wetsuits? Uh, we're not carrying Vistola wetsuits. I was surprised by that when I looked out there. Yeah. Um, I personally... I don't really like the race to the bottom pricing strategy. It's a thing that's been happening in wetsuits a lot lately. Part of it's due to technology and production. Um, it used to be the a bottom level, entry level suit, you know, $180 was like, ooh, that's not comfortable. Water's leaking through the seams. Like it feels like a $180 suit. And then you step up to three, well, we didn't have $400 suits then, but yeah, $300 suit. And there's a significant improvement and quality and like, this is worth the $300 and it's like been going backwards the last five years, 10 years, just like now the $180 entry level suit is amazing. And that's what people are pushing. And I, I mean, that's wetsuits are bread and butter. And when you're selling a $300, $400 suit and making good margin on that, that's where you're going to be able to help pay for the five percent margin surfboards <laughs> not that bad but and what about what's going on with apparel any interesting trends in men's or women's that like what is your best women's brand um billabong women's is just absolutely crushing it for us uh they are always like number one kind of by a landslide and whatever trend they're on that's the trend so <laughs> <laughs> um no they do really well 
and Rip Curl and Roxy and all them, they just, they're following along. Yeah. And yeah. it looks like you guys, and I know you've, I mean, it looked like a good swim presentation and you said it gets a lot bigger from here. Yeah. Yeah. So we're still spring, early summer. Um, still got a lot of stuff coming in every, every week we'll have new bikinis drop in. Um, so yeah, that, that section will probably double in size. Wow. So solid bikini section for a couple months and then bring it, slowly start bringing it back. Okay. And it looks like you have a lot of L space. Yes. Yeah. L space is great. They're, I mean, just amazing. Really fits like, I feel like the California lifestyle. That's good. And I saw Mahi. Yep. Yeah. Um, you're quizzing me on the women's stuff now. I know. Sorry. I shouldn't do that. I, every time bands. I do that with guys, they're, no, they, like, I don't know. And Let me get my buyer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Rip Curl is a good, they do like good, like surf, more like for like a surfer girl. Right. That's going to surf in her bikini versus lay out in a bikini. And, but yeah, everything. Yeah. That's bikini good. Are good. Yeah. And I liked um, how you do men's. What I was so shocked by is that you, for such a big account, you don't have the big build outs with the brands. Um, yeah. And I, I was blown away that you've, you've resisted all these years. So tell me why you guys don't do that. Um, it's definitely been resistance. We've definitely been approached a lot by the brands. Um, but we just kind of wanted to just be able to tell our own story and not be locked into a section. And our store is big, but it's still pretty small in the fact that we carry a lot of brands and a lot of styles and we have a lot of stuff in there and just giving away wall sections. It just really locks you into like a, a sh- like a, I don't know, like locks you into a box kind of. Um, and we like to be able to merchandise all the board shorts together. And if we want to do like a section of wovens and pants and, you know, like maybe Father's Day is coming up and people want to, like dads want to get dressed up for the weekend, you know, like we can do a section of, you know, some styles that will appeal to dads and just be able to have the flexibility of the store. Like don't not be trapped into section a section b section c you know and we did the same thing with all the tables in the front of our store um when you walk in the men's section you'll notice there's i think four or five tables that um they're displays that we had custom built um and it's just for us to put our surf ride gear on if we want to merchandise red white and blue for fourth of july if we want to you know highlight some pink volley shorts we got in that's the new style or whatever it is we can highlight those styles on those tables um vans right now is there they're doing their surf boot uh for summer and winter and then like their high-tech surf short um so it's cool to just be able to give them that table and you know try it out for a month or two and see how it goes and you mix that up a lot right you change yeah. what's on the tables yeah so those tables we change probably weekly um depending like the the girls that work here are great the you know new stuff comes in every day and they're like oh my gosh this is amazing like we gotta show this off and they'll do that. They'll tell a color story. They'll, you know, you can really kind of tell stories and kind of show the trends and styles that are going on. From your own point of view. Exactly. Than from through, our own point of view. Yeah. yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. So then, and then behind that, we'll have three rows of, two or three rows of the branded racks. So. Right. But they're not like huge in the wall sections. Like no, a table no. or a rack. Or, exactly. So you can still yeah. find the brands, but it's For just. For sure. Yeah. And I think that's important because I feel like guys especially like to shop by brand. I think we're more like kind of influenced by brand and style. Like, oh, I really like Ruka style. It's clean and 
So I want to be able to go find that easily. I don't want to like have to shop through a a non-branded section, you know? Right, right. So make shopping easy for guys. Yeah, you need to. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. our goal. But the girls will look no, forever. No, the girls, like, they'll just, they'll dig around. Yeah, those. Yeah, definitely. And what, tell me about private label, because I definitely saw some private label, and it looked like it was beyond just tees. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a big push for us. Uh, we've been working pretty hard on it for the last few years, um, just trying to do everything, each every single step ourselves. Um, it's amazing how much you can save by having the shirts done, like, even just a t-shirt, like buy the blank yourself, take it to the printer, have a tag put on and take a different printer and have the next screened and then take it to a different printer and have the silk screen done. Or we have a in-house printer. So we do some DTG direct to garment printing in-house. Uh, so you save a ton of money using that, like printing our, all our stuff in house. Um, we'll buy just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of blanks and stock them in a warehouse and just fill in what we need. You can change styles out really quick. Um, so that's been a big push. And then the supply of blanks for like sweatshirts and pants and stuff like that has really increased and it's like a lot more accessible. And so we've been buying more of that and just trying to just kind of grow our brand a little bit. That's good. And is it a big percentage for you guys of the total? It is. Yeah. Um, it's like number three or four brand now, which is, you know, like going up against Volcom, Billabong, O'Neill, Quicksilver, Rip Curl, like going, you know, it's it's up there. It's a legitimate player in the business. Yeah, that's great. And yeah. it's yours, right? Exactly. The yeah. margin's really good. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, if everything could have that margin. Yes. Yeah. So who's your biggest men's brand? Um, It goes between Volcom, Billabong, and Quicksilver. Oh, interesting. Every month, it seems like. They like kind of like bounce back and forth. Um, Overall, probably Volcom. I'd say maybe Quicksilver. Yeah, that's I have cool. to run a report for the exact details, but it would be right, right about there. Yeah, well, that's good. That's healthy, right? Yeah, have... no, it's good for sure. Yeah. That's and what's happening in sunglasses? That you had a, you had some really big cases of from brands that I mean look great, but a lot of selection. Yeah, we we have a lot of sunglasses. That's for sure. We have probably I didn't count maybe ten or twelve um, different vendors or brands. Um, they all do pretty good. They kind of really ebb and flow with, I don't know, what makes the styles or I don't know why one brand will sell really well for a month or two. But the one outstanding brand has been Rain. They've just been crushing it. Really? Like, like number one? Yeah. Oh, like well above number one. Yeah. Like they, I, I want to say they tripled sales since last year. Oh my like gosh. Like it's been insane growth. Like really, and you carry a huge selection. Yeah, we got a lot yeah. of rain sunglasses. Yeah, if you ever are looking for rain, that's where you need to go. Yes, come on by. Like, I think you have every style. Yeah, amazing. we got them, and if yeah. not, they're right down the street, so we can go get them for you. Right. Yeah. Um, but no, they've done. They've just been really, just stuck to their guns the whole time, and kind of stuck to their style. And I think it's finally styles catching up with them. I think they're way ahead of style when it uh, when they started out, um, but the, they're like right on trend and just like. They're true to the roots, and I think it's really paying off for them. Yeah, that's great. And what about what's the difference between like this store and Solana Beach? Like, is it a different customer? Is it? Uh, do you guys merchandise it differently? Um, pretty similar customer. Um, our Solana Beach customer has a little bit extra discretionary income, should we say? <laughs> so they have a little more money to spend. Um, I always kind of give the analogy like the customer in Solana Beach will come in, they'll get a new board. 
they get a board bag to put it their board in a new you know set of fins uh traction leash like the whole package and they go surf it have a great time and the customer at ocean side will come in get a brand new board probably use the fins like that he has already so kind of help make his board decision like oh i have a ton of fcs already so i'm gonna stick with that um get a traction pad and just use the leash they have already and probably not get a bag so they're kind of like the accessories they're skimping on a little bit just reusing what they have um but they're still buying new boards and supporting you know like their habit of surf yeah so that kind of like sums up all the customers for clothing everything between the two stores just kind of like the salon beach guy comes in and just i'll take all this <laughs> how nice yeah. yeah for you yeah, yeah exactly i guess that's the other thing i didn't ask is the board bag selection i don't think i've ever seen that many board bags in a store before yeah I mean, the, like how many are those that you carry uh oh I, I have no idea but there's a lot yeah we we've always had like a decent little selection um and then we have slowly like we have a warehouse um in inland oceanside so we've been able to move a lot of stuff out of the shop and into the warehouse so it's freed up some back room space and a few years ago we partnered up with Dekine and we built a travel center and we kind of blew out some walls and expanded some back room area into retail floor space and just went heavy in board bags and it it definitely pays off um there's not a lot of places you can buy a board bag and surfers love to procrastinate so they'll come in like i'm going to indo tomorrow I need, I'm taking six boards. Like I need a bag. Like, well, you're lucky we have this. And then they're like complaining like, Oh, this is the only one you had to choose from. I'm like, <laughs> you're lucky we even have one. Like these are hard to find. Not, not a lot of people stock a seven foot, you know, six bag coffin or six board coffin. Um, and so we have tons of like day bags and fishes and hybrids and longboards and shortboards and travel bags, like two, four, six, how many boards do you want to take? We got, you know, we got a really good selection of board bags and then travel luggage. We have that and little day packs. And so, yeah, it's a fun little section to expand. Yeah. It's like the complete, uh, you're, you're meeting all the needs. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and okay. So let's talk about Waco. So, oh, yeah. so like how did that deal come about and what's involved and like, what's the store like there? Um, yeah. So I just randomly got wind that there's a wave pool being built. And um, I went down to American Wave Machines in Solana Beach. Uh, they're the tech behind um, Waco. And I met those guys, and they were mentioning, like, yeah, working with Shane Magnuson and Tony Finn. And I was like, wow, I've known both those guys for a really long time. So on the, my way home from Solana, I, was, I called Shane. I was like, what's the deal? Is this, is this legit? Like, what's going on? It's, like, really going to happen? And Shane was just like, yeah, I think I'm going to move out there and run the place. And he's like, let's figure out how to get you get a store going out there and i've always been an advocate of wave pools and there's been a ton of haters on the whole artificial wave technology and i've always just thought of it as a great like this could be the saving grace of retail um and it's just there's been a lot of haters and once slater opened his wave um was it 2015 i'm gonna date wrong but anyways a few years ago uh that was like the first he like proved artificial wave technology and I just was like, Oh, I can't wait for the opportunity sometime, somewhere, hopefully. And just kind of stumbled into this and went out to Waco. Uh, they're still digging. It was still just a big hole in the ground. 
they have the walls built and the chambers are just going in and talk to the owner over there, Stuart Parsons, and just kind of hit off with him. He's a great guy. And we just kind of negotiate some deals and just kind of the dream came true of opening a shop like at a wave pool. And then the wave turned on the very first day as out there with those guys and like the very first wave rolled through and is you know quarter full of water and thing was like eight inches tall and it's like <laughs> oh my gosh it's a perfect wave it's literally a perfect wave and they proceeded to fill the pool up and the wave just got bigger and better and it's like this is gonna work wow that's great it was scary going into it because i had basically committed and we had already ordered product and it was like well no matter what we're opening the shop out there so i really hope this wave works and shane had already moved out there so he's like, I really hope this thing works. I just packed up my family, moved to Texas. Um, yeah, and it all paid off, and it's like world-class, amazing. I mean, you've, if you haven't seen footage of it, I don't know where you've been in, as a surfer. Um, it's an amazing wave, and it's just it's the future of surfing, really. And so how big is the store? And, like, where is it in the park? And um, so The store is about 12 to 1,500 square feet, and... The only way in and out of the wave is through the main building. And we're on the right side of the main building, inside the store, and then the registration is on the left. So basically the main lobby is our front door. Oh, great. Yeah, so you have to walk by in and out, and that's where you hang out. And it's you can see the wave from our every part of our shop, and it's that's pretty amazing. awesome. So it's how really has cool. the business gone so far there? Uh, it's going good. Yeah, we got a little bit of a late start due to um, some construction delays last year. So we were slated to open in May, and we didn't get open until July 4th. Um, and it was, the building was still, like, well under construction, like, welding sparks and the whole deal. But <laughs> we had, like, decent sales for that. And then once the building got pretty much done in, like, August, September, uh, sales really improved. And then the park closed down for some uh, maintenance and reconstruction in a filtration system. And Is that with the whole brain thing? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Ooh, unfortunate. Unfortunate. <laughs> but it's... The water is amazing now. Like you could, I would literally drink the water there. It's really good. Um, but yeah, and so it closed down in October, and I just went in like plasticed up every, like put painters plastic over all the, all the gear and everything, and just closed shop for a few months and opened it back up, and it's been going good. Yeah. yeah so April was our first full month, and sales were decent. Um, the weather's just now hitting the seventies out there, so people are starting to come to the park general mission um and then also surfers so i don't know if you know or not but at bsr there's um there's the wave pool and then around the wave pool there's a mile long lazy river perfect and then there's also what they call the royal flush it's like a four-story water slide with the jump at the end Um, and there's also a cable park so it's become like like an amusement park almost like Mm -hmm. just a extreme water park um and so during the summer, there's like thousands of people. On a weekend in the summer, like on a Saturday, there's close to 4,000 people on the property. Just it's BYOB, so people get a little rowdy. Really? Yeah. And there's barbecue trucks and people bringing their own barbecues. And it's just basically a free for all. Um, and so we're right in the middle of all that. And once that crowd gets there, it really starts picking up sales for us. They, they get a little, little yeah. tipsy, yeah, yeah. want to shop. <laughs> exactly. No. Yeah. So, and what are they buying? Like, are they buying different stuff than you sell here? Um, we went into it. I kind of brought all the brands in. Like, I just wanted to make a mini surf ride. And the ended up buying mostly, uh, like, surf ride gear. 
and BSR Waco gear. So stuff branded Waco, stuff branded BSR, which is uh, the resort, the Barefoot Ski Ranch, which is the property that um, the wave is at, and then surf ride gear, uh, tees and hats and sweatshirts during the winter. Um, and then that was probably eighty percent of our sales. And then twenty percent would be like the rest of the brands, like scattered, like split up amongst like six or seven brands. Interesting. Yeah. So I was like, as I thought we'd sell more of the, you know, Quicksilver and Rip Curls and stuff like that. Um, but it didn't really pan out that way. Huh. That's that's intriguing. Yeah. Um, but we also only had about a month of sales, so it's right. kind of hard hard to judge. Right. So will you change up the mix this year, or is it? It's... Um, I went a little bit deeper in our surf ride gear, and it's selling really well. Um, and I'm going to kind of watch it really closely this next month and see if we need like ship stuff over or pull stuff back or kind of evaluate this next month. Right. I think May will be a really good, um, kind of like scale or judge of how it's going to go for the summer. Right. Yeah. It gets hot there, right? Oh, Texas hot. When they, when people talk about Texas heat, Texas hot, Ooh, it's real. Yeah. Perfect. They got to get in the water. Exactly. Luckily the humidity is not too bad up in Waco. Um, so it's not as miserable. What, what is the, I don't even know where Waco is. Like, where is that? What's uh, the next biggest city? Dallas and Austin. It's directly like almost to the mile within Dallas and Austin. Oh, okay. In between. So it's an hour and a half drive from either airport. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. Oh, nice. So I typically fly into Dallas Love Field and just jump hour and a half up. And it's like 20, 15 minutes from the main highway. So it's right there. Yeah, so it's been a good investment. You're glad you guys did it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's been fun partnering with those guys and just, I mean, every day there's some new pro surfer in there, like tons of people from California, and they come in from, like people from California walk in, like, this looks familiar, <laughs> looking around like, whoa, surf ride? Oh, awesome. Like, I've shopped there all the time. So it's pretty fun seeing, like, customers from here out there. Yeah, I bet. I bet. So what about, so you went, where'd you go to college? Uh, I went to the University of Hawaii. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. So yeah. I graduated from there in 2006. And what was your degree in? Um, interdisciplinary studies. <laughs> it was <laughs> the old build your own major kind of program. Oh, that's nice. Uh, but it actually worked out, worked out well. I did um, a little bit of like web design, computer science, um, some Photoshop and like uh, graphic design kind of classes, um, business, marketing. So it was a cool program because you could basically flip through the catalog and choose anything you wanted. You just had to take two classes from one department. So it worked out well. I use, I think I use more of my diverse education in the business day to day. Like I do a lot of stuff on the computer, like Illustrator and Photoshop and design stuff. And then I do a lot of photo editing and video editing stuff for the business and the business stuff I learned in the few business classes I took. And then you learn a ton of business, obviously, working here. Well, did you know you were going to come into the business when you were done? Yeah, that was kind of the plan. Um, I've been doing a lot of photography. And that was like kind of like a side plan. But I always wanted to come in the business and... It's a family business, and my dad, you know, he's been running it for ages, and it's just fun to, like, work in the family business, and I like it. So no regrets about retail, because it's such a tough business, right? Oh, many regrets. I would never (laughs) do it again. (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, no regrets about working here. It's, it's amazing. So you think you'll stay on? Oh yeah, for sure. That's yeah. the plan. No, does your brother work in it? Cause you mentioned him earlier. Um, he works a little bit. He was running the business for a while, got a little burnt out and then got really into shaping. So he started shaping a bunch and now he does all our house brand. It's called SRMFG. So certified manufacturing. Um, so he does all the, the shapes and like designs and stuff and testing, mostly testing. Surfboard shape testing, yeah. yeah. No, he does a ton of shaping and all that and kind of uh, runs that portion of the business. Okay. So here's a big picture question for you. What do you think the industry does really well? Um, they sell direct really well. No. Oh, ouch. <laughs> is, that, is it bad? No. Um, I don't know. The industry does marketing really well. They do great design. They do great product development um they create fantastic product like it's definitely cutting edge and it's it's where it needs to be um what could they do better i was gonna ask is that the next question yes of course (laughs) uh i would just love to see more support to retailers um i always i've been thinking about this a lot lately and it's kind of like back in the 90s and early 2000s before especially before social media uh, but even before like internet was really big it was just like everyone's single solitary effort and goal was to drive customers into a surf shop to buy their product that's 100 percent of their goal of business and it's just like team riders their goal is to promote their brand and get people to come in the shop and buy stuff and as internet sales grew and social media especially has grown I feel like it's just like everyone, like every man for themselves, like every surfer, all they want to do is promote themselves and by them promoting themselves and building their followers and they also promote the brands, which is great, but they're mostly promoting themselves. The brands are using all the resources to promote themselves, their team riders a little bit, but mostly themselves and driving sales to their retail stores, their online sales online stores and it's just really taking away like support from the retailers and it's just like every every time i have a meeting with any brand they're like what can we do for you what's one thing we can do i was like just give me one instagram post and like oh that's the only thing we can't do that's off limits like every single time all i ask for is one instagram post and no not one person has ever even said like oh yeah we'll work on something it's just always like no 100 percent off limits Wow, that surprises me. Yeah. So it's just like, I just feel like all the support of retail has just been like slowly taken away. Because, okay, so here's a devil's advocate question for you. I know people who would say, oh my God, the core retailers who are left have it so easy. They get they get discounts on product. They get RAs. We send in merchandisers and make their stores look good. We take them on amazing trips. Like, what else do they want from us? No, I... And I'm not denying one of those things because that is 100% true. Yeah, we get great discounts. RAs are amazing. Um, the trips have subsided. I haven't got those, many of those lately, <clears throat> if you're out there listening. <laughs> no, um, no, we get support, but it's just, it's like, I think it's like guilty support. Like, oh, we feel bad because mm-hmm. I don't know. That's... 
And you think like an Instagram post could really help you. So like you, I don't, I this... don't think it will help us, but it's a challenge. It's like how dedicated are you? You know what I mean? Like you really, tr- if you truly passionately really want to help us, why not give us an Instagram post? It might help us. It could. Yeah, maybe we'll drive sales. And the argument, which makes sense, is like, well, what about other 50 retailers? And then my argument to that is there's 52 weeks in a year, one post a week. I don't care what week I get. Like it, I don't think holidays and special occasions and all that stuff, it doesn't matter on social media. Everyone's looking every single day. And just a support would be great. And I don't know. There's just, I don't know. It's it's frustrating. It just seems like the brands are slowly just working more for themselves and less for retail. So that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, I hadn't thought about the Instagram yeah. thing before. What's your what do you guys do for social media? What's your philosophy or um, your strategy? Yeah, we have Instagram, and I think there's like twenty four point four thousand followers, which is pretty good. I think for retailer for sure. Um, we. We like to post our own stuff as much as we can, for sure. Um, we definitely support the brands. <clears throughs> <laughs> uh, no, we yeah, we, we post you know things that are... Like right now, we have the Channel Islands demo truck here, so we're trying to hype that up as much as we can. It's a free demo for customers, which is really cool. Um, they brought the van by. There's 88 boards in there. Oh, wow. And it's like all their new stuff, and it's a free demo, and just come by and try it. Um, so we'll do, well, you promote stuff like that. New product comes in. We'll try to take our own photos. Um, the brands are great about providing us the content. And so we'll use some of that provided content and try to make it look as organic as possible. Not like a paid advertisement because it's definitely not paid, but, uh, we had to obviously highlight the product we have and try to get people in. Right. Yeah, I like when stores do that, when they're saying, oh, new in the shop. or Yeah, exactly. Because then you, oh, yeah, that looks good. I'll go get it. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so we try to do that, um, try to promote our private label as much as we can, um, just mostly like events we have going on and stuff like that. That's Okay, so here's my last question for you. And it's kind of a weird one to ask last, but um, so you don't have brand build-outs, but you do have one huge wall space for Captain Finn. I'm like, I still can't get over that. I'm like, you don't have any other ones. Yeah. But I'm like, Captain, and it's prime. It's like right in the back, you know, from the yeah, door. Yeah, it's like, a good spot. Are you guys like invested in the company? How did they get that prime? Um, No, just like good good buddies of the, yeah. Um, Derek Eisenkurt, he's worked here he worked here for years and he actually left from here and went to Captain Finn. And so we kind of supported him and the company and we've always kind of supported Captain Finn. And somehow he talked us into putting that section in years ago and we just haven't taken it out. So <laughs> Derek props. Yeah. yeah. I mean, wow, he should get a bonus or something. Yeah, no, it's uh they're great guys. It's a great crew. Um, they have some fun, cool stuff and it sells really well. Yeah. So, Okay, so now I have one more question. Okay. Of the younger brands, you know, not the big guys, who who is your customer shop? You know, what do they like? Uh, what are they drawn to? Of like the newer... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Salty Crew is for sure like number one. I don't know. Are they considered a newer brand still? You think? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Newer. Sure. Yeah. not Definitely not a big brand yet. Yeah. But um, yeah, Salty Crew is killing it. They're doing great. Uh, really, people are really drawn to that. Um, Rourke does really 
fantastic marketing and they have great products and it does decent. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like maybe $5 too expensive or I don't know what it's like right there. Really close. People come in, they love the story every year or every season. They're like, Oh, you see, they went to, you know, Sri Lanka or they went to here and there. And so they always captivate the customer, but it doesn't translate to sales as much as you would think. So they're really close. Yeah. And they're still, they're hanging in there. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think customers just, they either like the, like the well-known brand, the Vulcan Quicksilver Billabong, or they want something clean, unbranded, small logos, kind of that style. Right. So. Interesting. Yeah. And the whole, like right now you have the wovens with the tops and shorts on the back wall. Yeah. Like your own merchant. And you guys have your own merchandiser. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah, we have a girl that um, she works in Solana Beach full time, and then a few days a week she'll come and merchandise our Oceanside shop, and then Cape Ray a little bit, and just kind of floats around. And then all the everyone in here that works here just loves helping out, help make sure the shop looks good and merchandising, and so kind of give everyone the freedom, just like yeah, do whatever you want. Yeah, that's nice because then yeah. it changes up, right? Exactly, and it's it's all younger kids that work here, and it's just they're more stylish than I am. Yeah. <laughs> I saw ambition towards the front of the store. Yes. Yes. Nice bright colors and they like that, right? The girls exactly, put yeah. that up front. Yeah, and it's springtime and all the fun new colors are in and Yeah. Well, good. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Yeah, oh, Appreciate and congrats it. on the big award. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah you had was, some stiff competition there. I was a little skeptical going in. I was like Well, first I was like, "Oh, yeah, we got this." And then I was like, "Oh, actually, there's some there's some solid competition. There's some great retailers out there." Um and then as actually kind of shocked when they announced this as the winner so it's it exciting it's good i'm glad i was able to make it up there yeah congratulations thank you okay bye all right see ya.